Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey now. Hey now. And welcome back to the show where two childhood friends discuss their favourite childhood movies. I'm Emily Sandford. And I'm Barney Lee. And whether it's iconic lines, musical moments, or just questionable outfit choices, the films we'll be talking about on our show are unique in their own way. And this week, we will be discussing Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Warning, this episode contains nostalgia and big love. For dance mats. You and me, baby, we ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. Hey! Oh, I always used to get like the lowest score on dance mats. Well, that's the annoying thing. Sometimes you had to like stomp your foot really hard in order for it to be like recognized by the senses. But then, of course, your mum comes in. She's like, stop stomping! <laughs> <laughs> So good. So this film came out in 2004. That's right. It was sandwiched in between Lindsay Lohan's two incredible movies, Freaky Friday and Mean Girls. She had a great year. She had a great year. She earned so much money that year. Do you know what I found out recently? Mm. Lindsay Lohan's net worth is £800,000. What? That's it? That's what it said on the internet. £800,000. I mean... Don't get me wrong, I would love £800,000, but that's not a lot that's in not what Hollywood I... standards. No, Emma Stone is like £30 million. So mad. But this film did make $33 million. Pretty world- good. Worldwide, box office. Okay. Yeah, I think that's all right. That's a success, right? So. Yeah, I mean, I think as long as it makes back the money that went into it, then I think fine. Exactly. So the film is directed by Sarah Sugarman. She's Welsh. Yeah, weird choice, but... I thought she did a good job. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of good things that have come out of Wales. Yeah. Tom Jones. <laughs> Tom Jones. Was that supposed to be a Welsh accent? Tom Jones. I know, it's just trying to do a Tom Jones. Oh. Sex bomb. We're really trying to fill the minutes here. So the film is based on the book by Diane Sheldon. Yeah, originally from Brooklyn, but then lives in London. And it was a number one New York Times bestseller. Oh, right. So no wonder they adapted it uh, into a screenplay. Yeah, it was worth it. Gail Parent is the screenplay writer. Amazing. And as we mentioned, it stars Lindsay Lohan, who is an aspiring teenage actress whose family moves from the bright lights of New York City to... New Jersey. I've never been to New Jersey, but I just know that 
people really look down on it and I want to know why yeah what's wrong with it I have no idea but I understand like moving from New York to the suburbs must be quite hard wherever you've been brought up in the world moving to a new city is difficult because you're like oh the other place is the only place you know yeah and especially like New York it's got everything you can get like a slice of pizza at three in the morning you can see a homeless man peeing in the subway it's got everything you ever want (laughs) (laughs) exactly I mean (laughs) We also have um, Adam Garcia playing her favorite rock musician, Glenn Headley playing her mother, and Alison Pill as her best friend. The film also introduced Megan Fox in her theatrical film acting debut. Wow, and this was actually her first and only Disney movie. Interesting. Mm. I thought she played that ice queen perfectly she did she did a really good job but she really isn't disney is she she's no hillary duff miley cyrus type character do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah she really kind of came up as the hot girl basically in transformers oh and speaking of hillary duff the role of lola was originally offered to hillary and i feel like it would have been a completely different film yeah i feel like hillary would have done a really good job actually yeah but for whatever reason she backed out of the film and Lindsay was cast as lola and it's really interesting because Lindsay and Hillary had this big rivalry. So I wonder if that kind of played a part in it as well. Potentially. So we mentioned before, Lindsay Lohan plays the lead character, Lola Stepp. Just a few months after taking this role, Lindsay gained national recognition for her portrayal of Katie Heron in Mean Girls. After that, she kind of fell into issues with the media, paparazzi, she had legal troubles, you know, stays in rehab, but she's, you know, pulled herself up. She's uh, returned to the spotlight in Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club, which followed her foray into Greek nightclub ownership which is kind of iconic yeah we need to go there yeah once we can travel again we're yeah oh yeah we want to do a roads trip and we'll go to mykonos yes and uh i make that sound like me and barney are two real like jet (laughs) we'll go to roads and then we'll go to mykonos (laughs) it's on the way home yeah we but we have to um we have to go to Lindsay's beach club absolutely i'll tell them to put the vodka on ice perfect The film also stars Alison Pill as Ella Gerard, that is Lola's kind of dry best friend. Yeah, she's a bit of a plain Jane. So a few years later, Alison earned a Tony Award. Oh, nomination. Oh, <laughs> no, oh. don't rub it in. Alison, I'm sorry. She didn't even get to go to the Sid Arthur concert. Like, she's already upset about that. Don't make her upset about the fact she didn't actually win a Tony. Oh, sorry. She won an amazing nomination for her performance in The Lieutenant of Inish Moore. Okay. She has since appeared in films like Scott Pilgrim vs. The World and TV shows like American Horror Story and Snowpiercer as well. So doing pretty well. Yeah, nice one, Ella. Oh, Alison. <laughs> um, Enjoy your Tony. <laughs> Where'd you keep your Tony? <laughs> In the downstairs bathroom? No, I didn't win <laughs> Oh my God. Why are we making fun of her? We haven't even been nominated for a Tony. And also, why wouldn't we? <laughs> Wow. Oh dear. Wow. The closest we're getting to a Tony is if Kellogg's does a an award. Frosties. Yeah, I got okay. it. Thanks. 
Did you want to tell me about Sam? Sam, yes. So Sam was played by a guy called Eli Marinthal. And I knew of Eli because he played Tucker in the show Tucker. <laughs> Funnily <laughs> enough, I think it was a Nickelodeon show. My okay. sister had the biggest crush on him. Uh-huh. Um, he also played Stifler's younger brother in the American Pie films. Okay. But since this, he kind of took a hiatus from acting. I think he, ha- he had a cameo appearance in The Big Bang Theory in 2009. But since then, he's kind of just been doing his own thing. He went to uni. He got his MA in international development and he co-founded an organization called Wild, which basically means he's a tree hugger. Great. Great. Isn't like grounding like a really big thing at the moment? I mm-hmm. think. Apparently they say like, if you're feeling stressed, you need to walk barefoot. I like that. Yeah. And whenever you go to a new country, you should take off your shoes and walk outside barefoot. Mm. If you watch the Zac Efron documentary. <laughs> He tells you to do that. Nice. Yeah. I was watching for very different reasons. <laughs> Some watch it for sustainability and like looking after the planet. Barney watches it for Zac Efron's abs. Fat dick. Oh. oh. <laughs> and fat dick. <laughs> anyway, do you want to tell me about Carol Kane? Carol Kane. <gasps> Living legend Carol Kane. She plays Miss Bagoli, the incredible drama teacher. Miss Bagoli. <laughs> got quite a cute little voice doesn't she she's like a little bit wavery and a little bit squeaky too (laughs) so we know her best for being in unbreakable kimmy schmidt yes she plays lillian who is kimmy's landlord and she has some incredible incredible one-liners in that from 2005 to 2014 carol appeared on broadway in the musical Wicked. Okay. And I didn't look it up, but I imagine if she was playing any character, it would be Miss Morrible. Plot twist. She's horrible. <laughs> Good one, writers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she's amazing. She's kind of just like an institution of like Broadway and Hollywood. So yeah, I was so happy to see her in this film. Definitely. I love when we were like, oh my gosh. I it's her. It's yes. Her. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Megan Fox? Yes, so Megan Fox plays Carla. She is the mean girl. Yeah. In the school. So since this film, she's had quite the transformation. If you see where I'm going, she went on to star in the blockbuster film Transformers. Uh huh. She is currently married to a guy called Brian Austin Green, and they have three children together. Cute. Very cute. She was like the poster girl for the year 2000 yeah exactly where we had zach efron guys had megan fox yeah exactly yeah so some amazing actors playing brilliant characters shall we maybe move on to best supporting character i think before we go into the next scene we gotta do some breathing exercises (laughs) 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 shake it off shake it off shake it off shake it off I really wasn't expecting that from you. (laughs) Okay, so now we're going to go on to best supporting character. And the cast for this is quite small. So we really had to dig deep into who could be considered for best supporting character. Yeah, definitely. I think we could start with the lead singer of Siddhartha. 
Stu Wolf. Stu Wolf. Um, Basically, Harry Styles before Harry Styles existed. You know when people are like, oh, that's like a Harry Styles original kind of look. Or, oh, Cara Delevingne, she started those eyebrows. No, Helga from Hey Arnold did. <laughs> and it's the, exactly the same thing in this situation. Everything originates from something else. Something else. And yeah. I, I think Harry Styles originated from Stu Wolf. Stu Wolf. Stu Wolf. He is a very snazzy dresser. He's also blessed with a bum chin. Love a bum chin. His olive skin, nice, like, dark, wavy hair. Yeah. Mm. I mean, he's a drunk for most of the film, but he turns it around at the end. Yeah, he seems like quite a nice guy. I would share a hamburger and onion ring platter with him. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't. I'd I'd be like, sorry, I ordered that. (laughs) Get your own. Um, This guy is Australian, actually. Oh, really? And... I might be outing myself as a Doctor Who nerd, but he was in the Christmas episode in 2005. And I was like, oh my God, mind blown, it's him. Oh no, we've just lost all our subscribers. (laughs) Like, I think you should get in the TARDIS, go back in time and not say that in the (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Shall we move on? Yes. It's not my fault. I was young and naive (laughs) and in love with Billy Piper. Okay, so I think we should talk about the other, like, hottie in this film, which is Sam. Oh, Sam. Lola's heartthrob friend who turns into more than friends. Yeah, he's so cute. Like, he managed to steal Eliza's dress. Yeah, love a bad boy. (laughs) Love a bad boy with good intentions. Yeah. Yeah, great with cars. He plays guitars, he fixes cars, and he can sing. Something you pointed out was his boot is at the front of his car yeah so he was like check the trunk or whatever he was successful in stealing the dress it's at the front of his car where's the engine yeah well this is something i thought when i watched crazy rich asians because aquafina has this supercar and she has all her outfits like in the front of the trunk that's so weird but okay (laughs) yeah Fine. fine what kind of struck me as odd is that if sam is supposed to be lola's love interest in the film he's literally on screen for maybe five minutes in the entire film yeah i i wonder how much he got paid to be in this film because he doesn't have a lot of scenes which i think is a shame maybe he was paid in that one kiss that he has with Lindsay at the end oh yeah i think fine (laughs) i mean that's not gonna pay his mortgage but fine he's 15 yeah (laughs) (laughs) um I also want to give a little nod to Lola's dad's dog in the film. Oh. Nagus. Yes, the old English sheepdog. Yes. He is the one that kind of pretty much gets Stu Wolf interested in Lola and her family. And I don't know if you spotted, but there's this one scene in the after party where Nagus is lying down. Mm. And his paws are like moving with the beat of the music. He's the real drama queen in this film. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that dog is amazing. Is it the same dog that is in... Remember that old kid show with the spotty plane? No, you're thinking of... I don't know if you have this in America or anywhere else. That's not England. You're thinking of Aunt Mabel. Aunt Mabel. And Pippin. Is that not the same dog? No, Pippin's like smaller and like brown yeah because she would be like oh i'm out of toothpaste all right better fly in my plane to the toothpaste factory no (laughs) mabel the shop's down the road (laughs) support local yeah exactly (laughs) i'm pretty sure in the 
dog celeb world, Nagus and Pippin are friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, having a threesome with Lassie or something. <laughs> Doggy threesome. <laughs> I hate it. Anyway. Anyway, right. Okay, let's um, let's talk about our best supporting character. Yes. Our best supporting character is Miss Magoli. I mean, could it be anyone else? Oh, she is so cute. No one quite has like that kind of rolled perm like her. Like her. That is so true. She is dedicated to the school. She wants to put on the best performance. She can clearly write contemporary pop songs and choreography. Yeah. Like, what? Where did that come from? And she leads a purely digital orchestra. Remember when just before they're about to start, she's like, press your bars, children. And everyone presses their space bar on their laptops to begin the music. Iconic! What a rich school. Like, my school could only dream of having MacBooks. Yeah, insane so yeah that school was popping maybe we can talk about that more and can we discuss because i have some questions about the school yeah she's very welcoming off lola when she arrives you know yeah lola's like please don't call me mary like i want to be lola and then she's like lola oh yeah like that's you and like i love that name very sweet yeah and she didn't mock her outfit also she didn't hold a grudge when lola accidentally sprays her in the face with hairspray (laughs) literally hairspray like inches from Miss Bagoli's eyes and then all that Miss Bagoli says is I'm so glad to see you and it's like but you can't you see can't her see. there is Elvive in your eye <laughs> how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So let's move on to most iconic outfit. And this film is known for its fashions. Oh, yes, it is. Lola really dresses for her mood. You know, one day she's Gandhi. The next day she's in funeral attire. The following day she's wearing sunglasses inside and like an old widow scarf. Yes. (laughs) She has it all. I'm surprised that she has the wardrobe space and I'm very, very envious. One of the first looks we're kind of served in the film is when she arrives in New Jersey and they step out of the car. You know that scene where it's like the big orange sofa is on top of the car and the twins walk out and Lola just looks really disappointed that she's arrived. She's like, there's grass everywhere. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's called a lawn. Welcome to the suburbs. (laughs) And she's wearing that I Love New York t-shirt and like a black fishnet long sleeve over the top. Yes. What are our thoughts on this? Well, here's my thought. I don't think anyone from New York would be seen dead in an I Heart New York t-shirt. No. In 2004, one of my friends went to New York and brought me back a t-shirt and I was like, if you're going to get any souvenir from New York, it's an I Heart New York t-shirt. And there's probably many people to this day who sleep in an I Heart New York t-shirt. My form teacher at school once brought back like 20 I Heart New York t-shirts for the netball team that she coached, except she got stopped at security and they confiscated the whole lot from her because they thought, oh, she's going to like sell them when she gets back to the UK. She's like, no, it's for my netball team. And they took them anyway. How pissed would you be? Like, that wouldn't have been cheap. Like, that was sad. That is so sad. And like, all the security staff like wearing them over. Yeah. Was they eating their bagels and coffee? (laughs) (laughs) That's what security guards do in New York, right? Absolutely. That's their, that's part of their uniform. (laughs) Donuts and coffee. (laughs) Coffee. Um... (laughs) Another iconic look which we get from Lola is when she's doing the dance mat in the mall and she's like bedazzled a NYX outfit. So she's got like the cat bag to front and like her orange vest top with NYX written on in sequins. It's a lot. She's just wearing this for a casual day in the mall. And you forgot to mention she has a black funeral band on her arm that has a whole like cut out collage of Siddhartha pictures on her. She's obviously still mourning the loss of her favorite band, which I thought was an intense fashion moment but um look she's dedicated good on her yeah good on her speaking of her morning it is actually really funny when her and ella are at school and they are like grieving over the fact that siddhartha have broken up yeah and lola's wearing the dark black funeral outfit looks a little bit kind of like sergeant pepper yeah you know? like a bit like cheryl fight for this love like military vibes yeah you know like it's got like the gold weaving and like the buttons and stuff like that you can tell where our like pop culture references differ you're like beatles iconic sergeant pepper i'm like cheryl cole (laughs) how do you think you feel when you call my name (laughs) well she can be cheryl cole's new biggest fan because siddhartha broke up 
isn't she wearing like a black veil as well? Yeah. And she's got those three balloons as an accessory that are supposed to fly off and symbolize like her letting go of her favorite band. But of course, we find out the balloons aren't filled with helium, so they just fall immediately to the floor. <laughs> oh, that was to be expected. <laughs> we should also quickly shout out some of the other amazing outfits she sports at school. She wears a kind of, I can only describe it as like a Victorian ghost costume when she's auditioning for the musical. Yes. She's kind of got that black antique choker. That's very Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Oh, yeah. Iconic. That's where your mind always goes to. Definitely. She's also got that like vertical striped waistcoat and yeah. like that gypsy skirt. Like, I'm sorry, Granny called. She wants her doily back. I know. <laughs> what the heck? It's a very drama school teacher. Yes, You're- maybe she was sucking up to Miss Bagoli. Lola, I want my outfit back. <laughs> um, thank God the costume designers at the school pick out some other stuff for her, you know, in the actual Eliza Rock's performance because she gets to wear that really cool, like, flared um, <gasps> jumpsuit, which is, like, hot pink with the yellow and the orange and the red looking like there's, like, fire off on her legs. Yeah, and the, she's got, like, colours in her hair as well. And we need to acknowledge her backing dancers who are wearing head-to-toe metallic silver and these kind of, like, blue troll doll wigs oh my gosh it, it looks like an army of millhouse oh my god i would love an army of millhouse <laughs> hi bart <laughs> and the other outfits she wears in the play are incredible she's got that kind of like schoolgirl outfit but it's like totally form-fitting and like very cool of its time even the outfit that her character in the play wears at the grocery store cute little like pastel yellow waistcoat her hair's up she's got the white trousers and like the platform sneakers yeah and who could forget her red sequin dress which she steals for her trip to the Sid Arthur concert yeah that looked amazing and she kind of had the whole feather boa gown moment to go with it yeah. great she looked amazing She's not the only one who looked good in this film. I did want to shout out Ella's outfit that she changes into at the Siddhartha after party. So if you remember, they've been walking blocks to try and find the venue. They are soaked from the rain. Stu invites them in eventually and is like, you know, go to my room, pick out anything you want to change into. Ella settles for these thigh high converse boots with laces all the way up to the top. First of all, the time she takes to lace those up, she comes downstairs, it's like Sunday. (laughs) Everyone's gone. She made some choices in this film and this was definitely a choice. Yeah, I think because she's never made any choices on her outfits before because her (laughs) snooty parents choose her clothes for her. So Yeah, she's like, I'm just going to wear everything. Okay, yeah, metallic Baker Boy hat, snake print t-shirt, denim skirt. Yeah, this all sounds great. It's just really funny that Stu has got a denim skirt and thigh-high converse in his wardrobe. Having said that, I do feel like Harry Styles would also have that in his walk-in wardrobe. You know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I wonder if he would have anything similar to Carla's wardrobe because we get to see her and her posse in some incredible Burberry items. I think it's fine to have like a Burberry scarf, a Burberry coat. Yeah. But when you've got a Burberry jacket, a Burberry skirt, a Burberry trilby. <laughs> Burberry boots and the Burberry bag. Oh, it's too much. It's too much check. It's like her mum said, oh, what are you going to wear? The hat, the bag, the shirt or the boots? And she was like, 
Yes. <laughs> but the most iconic outfit has to be Lola's first day outfit. <laughs> you mean the boho chic, well, actually boho shit <laughs> outfit. <laughs> what was she thinking? Imagine moving to a new city, going to a new school, and on your first day, you turn up as a fortune teller. <laughs> like you can, you can reinvent yourself to however you want to be, but you choose that gypsy chic. Yeah, I mean, she's wearing kind of like sateen, champagne, flared trousers, that sheer billowing shirt and a do-rag uh a don't rag (laughs) you're not wrong oh and we can't forget the iconic bottle cap necklace that she for some reason insists on wearing every single day i was actually thinking where did she get this from and then i remembered (gasps) Rhonda from cinderella story Rhonda, you sure have the knack of taking something simple and making it beautiful oh it's a bottle cap it's old bottle caps which probably haven't even been washed having said that i just feel like Rhonda's company has clearly taken off <laughs> and like has doing, made it to new york it's doing really well in new jersey yeah how funny i thought the exact same thing i thought oh good Rhonda's doing well yeah i'm so, and i'm so glad Rhonda's doing well because she was my favorite character in that film <laughs> And if you haven't already, check out our review of A Cinderella Story from season one of Hey Now, Hey Now. It's not one to be missed. It's a very appealing episode. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's talk about best musical moment. And Emily, you need to confess what happened just before we started recording. Yeah, so I was like, okay, we need to find out the soundtrack here. And Mm. I was like skim reading and I was like, huh? Stevie Wonder and David Bowie wrote songs on this film. And I got really like confused. Like, why would they write a song for Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen? Apart from the fact it's a bit iconic. Um, and then I realized, oh no, they did covers of Stevie Wonder and David Bowie songs yeah. in this film. So Living for the City and Changes. 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 I mean, yeah. Where does that bit feature in again? So that part is in the montage of the musical. And I actually know that song from the Shrek 2 soundtrack. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> you own that? That's another confession. <laughs> uh, I love Shrek 2, okay? Yes, more than Shrek 1. We've said this in another episode. Um, we will discuss Shrek at some point. We have to. We have to. Just so I can sing Changes again. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this song appears in the scene in the musical when Eliza is learning to become a proper lady. She's in like etiquette class. And then there's like that reprise of it at the end as she's walking down the steps. It's very emotional. <laughs> so well done, music supervisor, for including that song. Yeah. And I'm sure David Bowie's so happy. Oh, completely. That it's that it's in this film. Yeah, he would have got a lot of money for that. Oh, that's true. <laughs> There's also some good contemporary songs in this movie. We hear a cover of Ladies' Night by Atomic Kitten at the after party. So Atomic Kitten were actually doing really well in the noughties when it comes to films. Because again, in the Lizzie McGuire movie. Did they have any original songs? 
I don't know. Because didn't they also cover Eternal Flame, which isn't theirs? Yes, they did. Like, write your own songs, Liz. Yeah. (laughs) Speak to Tasha and sort it out. Um, But yeah, Atomic Kitten featuring Cool and the Gang. That was a pretty cool song at the time. Ladies Night. So, I mean, when I think of really A-list celebrity parties, the song that's on the speakers to me isn't really Atomic Kitten, (laughs) especially not a Stu Wolf party. (laughs) It was like walking into that house house party was like walking into a fluorescent drug den yeah i mean when i think of where i am when ladies night is playing i imagine me and the other like nine-year-olds drinking schlur pretending it's wine and like <laughs> in bed at a sleepover at like 10 30 like woo, late night yeah. midnight feast and then you eat it <laughs> at 10 30 <laughs> you wake up the next day like oh, oh never made it to midnight <laughs> <laughs> There's also that song that appears at different points throughout the film called Never Leave You by Lumidy, which you would recognize as the song that's like, uh oh, uh oh. Yeah. And they just play it in like three or four different scenes. Like, <laughs> where's the budget? It probably all went on that one David Bowie song. Yeah. <laughs> Turn it, yeah, to put that song on again, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, music supervisors like, oh yeah, we don't have enough budget. Like, where's the money gone? Their response is, uh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> A true story. Yeah. True story. I think we should talk about Lindsay's singing in this film. Yes. She's really good at singing. So good. I mean, she starts in her audition scene. She's singing that song, Don't Move On. Don't move on. And she even gets a bit confident towards the end. She's like, don't move on. <laughs> like, All right. Okay. Reign it in. Also, how does Miss Bagoli know the song on the piano? Like, Obviously, this is a Siddhartha song. Like halfway through, Miss Bagoli's like just knows it fluently on the piano. And at some point, like you hear some electric guitars. Who's playing that? <laughs> come from (laughs) she's got one of those keyboard guitars yes that's what it was i'm sure she i'm sure she has that definitely and on that note i think we need to award best musical moment to Lindsay for her amazing rendition of drama queen parentheses that girl close parentheses (laughs) in the (laughs) musical eliza rocks it is such a banger and i've been singing it ever since we finished watching the film. I sing it in the shower. I hear it in my dreams. That girl is a drama queen. Any song in the noughties, like the chorus would always have that kind of intonation. Queen. It's no dancing queen, but it's close. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. This song is available on Spotify. You'll be very pleased to know. And there is an accompanying music video. So make sure to check those out. She has such good choreography. Obviously, we mentioned the outfit that she's wearing. Uh, 10 out of 10 for me. Barney and I have got a friend called Eliza. And I remember when we were younger, she used to be obsessed with this film because understandably it It says Eliza rocks at the back of the stage. Yeah. I wonder what is that school going to do with that sign when the show's finished? Like, (laughs) I think this performance was like a one night only thing. Like they just blew like 20 grand on that. Like what? Oh my gosh, I have an idea. As she's um, walking down the aisle next year, why don't we cut the music and start playing this? (gasps) Would she love it or destroy us? It might kill the theme of the classy wedding. (laughs) 
Um, but like come 2am when everyone's a bit tipsy, <laughs> that could be a really cool like party moment. Yeah. Should I pack the blue wigs just in case we want to like slip into something a bit more like. Yeah. Throw them to the groomsmen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get in touch with her fiance. I hope she's not listening. It's a resounding no. <laughs> So now we're going to do best quotes. I think we should start with a very iconic one, which is, so yeah, there's the scene where where Carla is telling Lola that she shouldn't be friends with Ella. And she says, also, I wouldn't hang out with Ella and never had a fella. Look at her. She dresses like a politician's wife with the hair and the shoes. She's so random. And what about those glasses? They are so 10 minutes ago. But I'm going to stop myself before I get nasty. <laughs> You know that that line, they are so 10 minutes ago. That is such a trope of 2000s movies. Yes. I feel like everyone says that. Like, oh, what? So you're encouraging fast fashion? Wow, Carla, I thought better of you. Yeah, exactly. Not in 2021. <laughs> Sustainable, baby. <laughs> Carla also has really cutting remarks when she sees Ella and Lola in the mall. And she's like, wow, look who's here. I'd stay in chat, but I don't want to stay in chat. And they just walk off with their Nordstrom bags. Amazing. Do you know what? You know when you're like walking in the street and then you see in the distance someone walking towards you who you haven't seen in like five years. Mm. There's that awkward feeling like, I've got to say like, oh, it'd be great to see you sometime. I'll go for a drink sometime. That would just be a really good response. Look, I'd love to stay in chat. But I don't want to stay in chat. <laughs> Absolutely fine. I might bring that into my everyday lexicon. Yeah, you should start the trend. Speaking of dramatic, when Lola's dad calls Lola on the phone and says, look, I'm, I'll take you to the concert if you want. And Lola's like, hi, dad. Thanks for the invitation. But I can go with my father. I die of shame. Calm down. He's being very polite and nice. He is being very polite and nice you sometimes die of shame of your father who i love yeah but like in a kind of like oh dad you're terrible and then kind of like a a wink like you're funny but everyone went through that phase when they were younger of being so embarrassed of their mum and dad like you're shopping with your mum and you saw some kids your age who didn't have an adult supervising them you're like Oh my God. Oh my God. I hope they don't see me. Oh, I think we've all been there. But now like everyone kind of like comes around. There's the full circle when the child is accepting. Oh, definitely. 100%. I mean, my dad puts on the music, dances, is like happy for me to film him for Instagram story. You know? Of course. He puts on a show. He's going to go viral. Exactly. (laughs) I love your dad. Oh. So funny. We should award best quote to Lola when she's doing her performance of Eliza. Oh my God, whoever wrote this script. Oh, well, it, it must have been Miss Bagoli, right? Ah, oh, give her a Tony. <laughs> Sorry, Alison. <laughs> Lola's character, Eliza, is working in the grocery store and she's like, <clears throat> I've got to get in character for this. Yo, you got no rights to work. Nope. <laughs> excited take two of the edition wow yo you got no rights to write down what i'm saying those are my poisonal words (laughs) poisonal poisonal words why does she say poisonal i don't it's like it's like a new york thing right i'm kind of obsessed with the new york accent and i really hope that people walk out of the houses in the morning and they're like yo 
Manhattan. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> you got a pretzel? Where can I buy a pretzel? <laughs> we don't like stereotyping on this podcast, but when it comes to accents, yeah, I mean, I can tell you, you're a uh, you're a regular in New York in the Big Apple. Oh, I'm there all the time. <laughs> hey, peeing guy in the subway. Where's my bagel? Where's my bagel? We were supposed to meet a Macy's <laughs> ten <laughs> minutes ago. Why is he meeting a homeless man in Macy's? <laughs> That's the only department store I know. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so now we're going on to our favourite part of the podcast, which is can we discuss? Can we start off with the cool bike tricks which are in this film? <laughs> and by cool, I mean not cool. <laughs> yeah, it's not even a plot point. You just see Lola and Ella cycling through like the rich part of town. And there's that shot where Lola, like literally she pops her feet up on the handlebars for, I mean, what? It's not more than a second, right? Like, who's that impressing? Truly. Like, Sam is not on, walking past you on the pavement. And Stu Wolf is not watching you from a suburban house. I do remember when we were younger, though, it would be that thing that if you were cycling and, like, you saw a cool guy that you liked, you'd just, like, drop one hand from the handlebar. <gasps> and just Because it would never... make you look, like, cool. I'm going to alert the cycling proficiency people and have them revoke that certificate i got silver in cycling proficiency is that where's my gold it's not oh gold is if you put both feet up on the handlebars for more than one second having said that i do like a cool bike and her orange bike was you know it had like the high handlebars and i always wanted a chopper bike i thought they were really really cool so here's what i wanted to discuss lola is like siddhartha's biggest fan she's got Stu wolf's poster it's not even a poster it's like a billboard in her room yeah it's like a siddhartha wallpaper yeah which she like kisses every night she's like their biggest fan yet she has never been to a live show before how is she calling herself a super fan i don't get it also why did she just assume tickets would still be available like days after their final ever show was announced they rock up to the mall expecting to buy tickets from a shop which side note weird concept buying concert tickets from a shop like Ticketmaster was around at this time i don't know what was going on and they're so shocked that it sold out i'm like yeah no shit it's the last ever show yeah like imagine like drake saying i'm never gonna perform again and then tickets would just sell out in one minute yeah there's that scene that gave me so much anxiety when lola and ella are trying to get into the gig without a ticket um and it got me thinking like have you have you ever been backstage at a show before when i was seven i went to the hearsay concert i don't (gasps) know how far did hearsay get were they worldwide i'm not sure Probably not. Probably not. But huge in the UK. Huge in the UK. And yeah, I, I met Hearsay backstage. I met Miley in class. She's lovely. And this was another thing I vividly remember saying was, oh my God, I saw you on the Generation game yesterday because it was a Sunday. And that show went out on a Saturday. And she was Cute. like, oh, we recorded that on Thursday. And I was like, because hmm? <laughs> I had no idea what a pre-record is. Yeah. Like, obviously I'm so little. I'm like, I thought everything on TV was live. So yeah. I was just like, oh. What a weird thing for her to respond with. <laughs> Surely she'd be like, she's talking to a seven-year-old. She'd be like, oh, do you like it? Yeah, like, I, I think she said, uh, you know, I think she said stuff like that too. But 
that's the part I remember. (laughs) Have you ever met anyone? Yeah, well, yes, because I feel like when I was like a bit younger in my teens, I was like really into like going to gigs and and whatever. And I feel like I've been quite fortunate to meet a lot of people that I've looked up to. I remember I won that competition to meet Kim Kardashian in like 2012 or something who i can't believe is like five foot two by the way oh my god yeah well she was sitting down the whole time i met her so like i don't think i really like i had no idea she was so short yeah 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 she's tiny because she always wanted to be a model but everyone was like oh you're too you're too short sorry so she was like okay instead i'll become a billionaire literally she's a billionaire now yeah <laughs> Fine. amazing um but you yeah, know there's this one specific time me and my housemate rosie had tickets to see this band called the drums playing in london and we were kind of at that age where it was like socially acceptable to queue outside the venue hours and hours early so that we could get a good place to stand at the front and a few hours before the show like maybe like a crowd of 20 other people emerged and we realized it's because they had all won tickets to go into soundcheck and obviously we we didn't have tickets for soundcheck so we were just kind of standing there in the queue and i noticed that the guy checking people off the list after he'd crossed them off on the clipboard he would draw a black x on their hand in a sharpie so that they could show security as they walk in like they've been checked off the list and me in the queue i was like oh my god there's a sharpie in my bag so i said <gasps> okay rosie give like really like quietly i was like rosie give me a hand quick so i drew a black cross on her hand black cross on my hand and when they finally started letting people into the venue we just held up our crosses and they let <gasps> us in and we were like oh my god oh. So we got to go and watch the band do their sound check. And they came down after, chatted to everyone, signed our CDs. It was amazing. That is amazing. Just one of those times where you're like, okay, it's now or never. Like, just go for it. Oh my gosh. That is so sneaky and an amazing story. I would have been like Ella in that situation. Like, "Uh, I'm going to get in trouble. Squished Uh, against the glass. Like, uh, yeah, no. (laughs) Oh, wow. Rebel Wilson over here. Jeez. <laughs> Call me Fat Barney. Oh. <laughs> so have you ever been in like a lead role? Oh, like Eliza in Eliza Rocks. Mm. I loved drama when I was at school, but I don't think I was very good at acting. Usually I had like the side parts. But one summer my school was doing like a like two week drama program and I got to be the wizard in The Wizard of Oz. <gasps> Which was a big moment for me. They gave me a megaphone so that, you know, before you find out that he's just like an old man, I could just like have my back to the audience and do this like booming voice. That was a moment. Amazing. What about you? In year two, we did a Christmas production of The Little Christmas Tree. And I was The Little Christmas Tree. (laughs) And it was amazing. I remember the audition. (laughs) We just had to stand and do a line. And the head teacher was like... We have found our Christmas tree. It was like, I really went for the performance, you know? Kids, when you're so confident when you're young. And um, anyway, so I had to wear like seven green tutus, <gasps> like to look like the Christmas tree. Cute. And I had to borrow all of my head teacher's like jewelry. She had loads of like costume jewelry and stuff. Yeah. Diamonds and not real diamonds, but you know, like <laughs> all of these kind of stuff, which she like put around my neck and everything. Yeah. And then I had to borrow her clip on earrings and they were so heavy. I was like, oh. <laughs> stretchy what even is the plot of the little christmas tree it's like during the night the christmas tree becomes alive 
And does what? And like dances. Oh, cute. <laughs> it was very cute. Year two plays are the best. We did Aesop's Fables and we were the grasshoppers and the ants or something. And the only thing I remember is that I had to wear tight to be a grasshopper. And I was like, oh, tight. Perhaps I'm gay now. <laughs> no, that was not what went through my But that's the only thing I remember. Sorry, Aesop. Oh. <laughs> I love your soaps. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, and one last thing I wanted to discuss. Ella and Lola have that transformative scene when they are on the train to New York. And they literally, from head to toe, they have a transformation. They do their hair, their makeup, their outfit. Oh, that scene kind of gives me anxiety because they're like barefoot in a public train toilet. Oh, Hideous. And at one point you see her legs in the air. So obviously she's lying on the toilet oh, floor. Oh, no. Yeah. Hellish. So obviously that takes a sign. I think I feel like they like curl their hair as well. I thought that the train journey was like four hours. Yeah. I looked it up from New Jersey to Manhattan. 18 minutes. What? What the hell? I don't maybe they got on the wrong train and that's why it took so long. But honestly, I don't think I've ever seen two girls get ready in 18 minutes. Oh, it just that has never happened in the history of the earth. <laughs> Okay, here we go. The trivia round. Where's Miss Pagoli to grade us? <laughs> um, she's not here. That's that's where she's not. She's dead. Um, okay. So Lola can't believe that she can get to school for free. Mm. How much did it usually cost her to get to school in New York? In New York, it cost her a dollar fifty, which is like two pizza slices. Yes. Life can be so randomly beautiful. <laughs> $1.50. Yes, $1.50. Which still seems really cheap. Yeah. So, eh, great. Great. More money to spend on horrid clothes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, speaking of, here's a question for you. What novelty hat does Lola wear when she's going through her wardrobe? A flamingo hat. <laughs> Life can be so randomly beautiful. In there, there's a lot of flamingos in this film because at the end, Megan falls in that flamingo fountain. That's right. Okay, my question to you Lola says that Carla Santini thinks she's an American actress. Can you tell me what actress oh God. Carla thinks she is? Well, it's probably not Megan Fox, <laughs> Cameron Diaz. <laughs> Julia Roberts. Oh, oh, I do remember that. <laughs> okay, so in the after party scene, Lola's having some one-on-one time with Stu and she is like, tell me, what was the inspiration behind your lyric? Behind some doors, people are waiting to blank. What's that last line? Sparkle? Yes! Life can be so randomly beautiful. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Because she also sings it in her audition scene as well. Oh. Um, which yes. I thought was a nice touch. Stu's is like, uh, no. Like, it's like at school when in English lit, when the teacher's like, hey, we're all going to read this poem. Why do you think that the widow had black curtains? And she's expecting us to write like, because she had a dark soul. And it's like, no, she just wanted black <laughs> curtains. <laughs> that is so true. They made us read into literally every syllable. Yeah. Now I wonder why I'm an overthinker. Yeah. Thanks, Miss Ashford. <laughs> Oh, okay. My question to you. According to Miss Begoli, um, what is sacred? Oh, 
Uh, um, theater? So you're just gonna give up? Costumes. Oh. Costumes are sacred. Oh, yeah, when she's holding the broken heel. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, she's not wrong. Those seven tutus you wore were sacred. Oh, they were sacred. <laughs> and scratchy. Um. <laughs> okay, here's one. What did Lola compliment Sam on when he was under his car fixing it? And, spoiler alert, they did not deserve a compliment. I've got no idea. <laughs> so you're just going to give up? It was his horrible black cowboy boots. Oh. She was like, nice boots. No, I don't know. Why are you lying? Oh, well, she is a compulsive liar in this film. Uh, she is. Oh, oh, yes. She's a compulsive liar. And she also owns a cowboy hat as well. <laughs> she wears in one scene yeah she's just jealous of the boots yeah yeah <laughs> okay when they're in the diner with Stu, what do they order they order coffees but Stu wants a hamburger deluxe platter and a side of onion rings life can be so randomly beautiful you get the bonus point for that but yes they do order three coffees <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> You can oh. tell I was really hungry when we were watching oh, this. Yeah, I could really go for lunch right now. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Here's one for you. Can you remember the name of the female police officer who books them? Oh. Because Stu signs an autograph for her. Office, I want to call her like Officer Julie or something. You're right with Officer. <laughs> Think Flower. Officer Rose? Life can be so randomly beautiful. Yeah! Oh, Officer Rose. She did not get to go to the after party. I didn't see her there, no. No. And that actually goes on to my next question to you. What was the reason they ended up in the police office? Stu throws something at the policeman. He throws a donut at them. Life can be so randomly beautiful. Yes, he does. They love their donuts. Police officers in New York love donuts. <laughs> I so love donuts. Same. It's always donut time. <laughs> okay, the final question. Which hotel were Ella's parents staying at in New York? The Hilton. Life can be so randomly beautiful. Yes! Yes. Well done. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a follow on Spotify and wherever else you listen to your podcast. Also, we do have an Instagram account as well, Hey Now, Hey Now, where you can follow us for updates on the podcast. And also, you can get some nice, like, nostalgia pics. Yeah, we do love a good meme, don't we? We do. So, thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time. You rock. <laughs> A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.